Hey everyone, welcome back to the BME Grad Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Brian. And today is the last episode of season two. If you have a moment, we always appreciate a follow, subscribe, rate, or review. That helps more folks like you find our show. For our last episode, we thought it would be good to do season two and review and lessons learned. We had a lot of guests come on from different companies. We talked about a lot of different topics, I feel like, in season two versus season one. And just through doing the show for so long, I feel like when I started out, there are just so many ways my perception of of BME has changed. So um, we have a couple lessons learned. We're going to highlight a couple episodes that we thought were interesting and kind of line up with those ideas. So listen in. So Ali, one of the biggest takeaways that I took from um, doing all these podcasts and talking to all these people, I think the theme comes up about jack of all trades, master of none. And there's, uh, there are people being afraid that this major won't get them jobs. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty, which mm-hmm. I think is a very fair question in undergrad as a whole. I think you see this in any department, but when you're living it, it's really easy to attribute it to your major. And it was just really fun to, I guess, debunk a lot of that and talk to so many people who make their way into the industry and get to do what they want to do through programs like ours at at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and NC State and others in the BME world out there. So really here, um, it was a big takeaway that there's an advantage to going through a BME department. There's an advantage to getting these specialized uh, lessons um, in this application of engineering, right? Instead of the more conservative, more uh, traditional engineering, like mechanical or electrical. So I just thought it was really cool to see so many people who graduate and talk to them and they're doing perfectly fine, even though just like myself, all of them probably were worried at one point during college of, hey, what am I going to do with this degree afterwards? Yeah. And like, oh, exactly what you said. I, I feel like I needed so many people to like, tell this to me so many different ways for it to really stick but like it makes sense that biomedical engineering prepares you for a career in med tech if you want it um and i think like you said you get lost in the sauce of like thinking you need one of the traditional engineering disciplines to like prepare Mm -hmm. you to be a good engineer in the space Mm -hmm. and i think people like forget the the counter advantage of the degree, which is like, you've been prepared to work with a lot of the different departments in med tech type companies that might not exist in the same way in other companies. And like that familiarity with the language and the anatomy can actually be a huge bonus. Um, and maybe better fit to like work with other teams and understand what other teams do right off the jump mm-hmm. of starting. Yeah. Job. Yeah. yeah. And and one of the things I was learning too is like our department is different than others. Uh, there are some others out there that are more into the uh, the pharma or maybe the bio side. And ours was a little more on the medical device side, which like we can talk about, right? We've had episodes where we talked with Dr. DeMeo. He was our senior design, um, well, not our senior design instructor, but a previous senior design instructor at our school. And it's a perfect example of what you do in the industry. And now that I've gone through my own industry experience and seen those in our SOPs and seen those in our processes for getting products launched, it's very applicable. Like it's a very entrepreneurial way of thinking, but it really prepares you. And I think in the moment when I was first learning it, uh, it was just all so new and I didn't quite get it. But in retrospect, 
it's a great introduction into the industry and it really helped me speak the language and it really helped me understand what I want to get into in this industry, like what role I wanted to get into. Those um, episodes that we had with Dr. DeMeo, I think it was like two, right? We split it out yeah, into two. Episode, where... four, episode four and five, yeah. Yeah, episode four and five, super cool to talk to Dr. DeMeo about all of that. Yeah. And like, oh, in, in retrospect, hearing like how the different aspects of moving through our senior design course aligned to like different like roles and departments in med device companies was so interesting. Like, I don't know if they told us that when we were going through the course, like, hey, X task relates to this person's job, or maybe they did. And I like, wasn't ready to receive that information, but in the future, I hope they're doing that. And if you're in one or going through one, I hope you're looking to ask those types of questions because um, that can give you a lot of clarity into what specifically you want to do. And, and that's probably a good point. Like when you're a student taking it in, uh, I'll, I'll speak for myself. It was almost like uh, I was treating it like a, any other course. I was treating it like it was some engineering course and I was just learning there to learn. Mm -hmm. But little did I know it was really an insight into the industry. Yeah. And like, so this reminds me too of our, of episode 14 with Eileen. Um, she does everything. She does everything. She's amazing. Go listen to her episode. But um, Eileen talked about too, like her research in um, improving like education and also mm. like the efforts she's taking to connect BME education better to the industry to make it more tangible. So like so that students when they're going through it are like better prepared for the industry. Like you said, you and I were kind of like taking that taking in the tasks we had to do in senior design and maybe not processing like how mm -hmm. these actually align to different functions in the business. Maybe that could have been called out better or maybe, I don't know, maybe more could have been done to help us connect those dots. But either way, um, it sounds like departments all over are just moving towards that. And Eileen's part of that work that's uh, trying to bring industry and BME closer together in terms of education. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all of this to say, right, like if you're focused on the industries that BME is preparing you for, then you have a lot of knowledge that you're learning uh, in your courses and you have a lot of leverage into applying for your first job. Mm -hmm. These are leverages that other engineering majors don't have. And, and they have these traditional, just learning about a traditional engineering, but you really are going through like a application of engineering to the human body. And that just makes you a really strong applicant. Uh, furthermore, I've just seen really great soft skills in my department. And I think it's the same across the country, but your ability to communicate yeah. really like it's a great department to be in. And personally, this podcast was helping me to <laughs> to build my confidence after the fact almost yeah you know the mm -hmm. confidence that I didn't have during during my undergraduate career but it's confidence that I've been building since then through these podcasts and I hope all of you listeners are just understanding that as well yeah don't be thinking about the engineering major I should have done think about how much your major makes you a standout um, well-educated candidate for the med tech industry that you're prepared for exactly Absolutely. Um, another learning I found from season two was understanding what a master's program is like. Mm -hmm. I always wondered, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to do it right after undergrad because like if it was a financial situation for me, I was like, I need to just start making money. This is my, this is my sitch, but I always <laughs> was like curious about the path not taken. And we were able to get Dr. Zaharoff and Matt Penny, the director and associate director of the program to coordinate that four episode mini series with us. So episodes six, eight, 10, and 11. And 
it was really great to like learn about how they like designed the program, talk about like the different courses in the program. They let us talk to some like current students and alum and like the projects they're working on. I felt like I got a really good overview of like what that could have been like. Uh, what did you think about like that mini series? Yeah, I thought it was also really interesting. Um, I think one of the things I said in those episodes was um, how closely related it was to my industry experience. And mm -hmm. so for me, when I was considering career, like getting into industry or into a master's or a PhD program, I was thinking, hey, it's always been told you learn on the job and it's always good to learn um, and, and do the work yourself. And so I shied away from education uh, and, you know, like Ali said, making the money making uh, and having a career, starting a career is, is very exciting. So I went that way and I'm very happy with it. I learned a lot, but when I was listening into the professors laying out the types of courses they teach and they specialize in, and then the types of projects the students were uh, building up and, and being entrepreneurial, for example, uh, they really were getting the same experience as I was, the regulatory space, the process development, the product controls, regulatory, like it was, it was all, very similar and so i thought it was a very cool way to learn that and if i had taken that approach i bet i could get into a very similar spot i am in today because really you're learning the same stuff you're not on the job but you're learning in a different setting all the yeah. good knowledge i think there was a lot of crossover between the master's program and our undergrad program just because they like came out of the same department um mm -hmm. and like you're saying that it, it lines up a lot to like the things we do every day i think a program like this is really great for folks that want to specialize in med device engineering maybe they came from um, a different engineering background um, or a, like a bmb background that like didn't focus on med devices in particular or uh or if you're like trying to build a network in the industry that seemed like a huge advantage of that program as well being right. like so small and connected and industry focused like they are um, right. I think there's a lot of great reasons to do a master's program and uh, it was really great to like just get a feel for like what it would be like and talk to all the like stakeholders involved in it. As a listener, after hearing it, even if it wasn't the program for me, I would have a ton of better questions to ask of other programs I was looking into. So um, just yeah, the background there. And, and I, I guess I wanted to make that note because since graduating, I've moved around between like Wisconsin, Michigan. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm now in Minnesota, right? There's a big medical device presence here mm -hmm. and the University of Minnesota as well has, has good programs. So I guess my exposure is starting to open up and I'm noticing that there's very similar programs or very similar opportunities across the nation and probably globally as well. Um, but I did want to mention though, a lot of our guests and a lot of these um, learnings that we have personally kind of originate from this RTP North Carolina area, but it's all very applicable to other areas and other programs. Yeah, for sure. Um, for those of you that are considering masters or PhD, if that's more of your question, um, I am really grateful that Travis and Taylor joined us in episode two. Mm -hmm. Travis completely came up with the idea for the episode, by the way, like I got connected with him. I was like, you're really great. You should come on the show. He's like, why don't we do this? It was a great idea. Um, mm. We've gotten so much feedback from people that they like loved hearing that discussion. So Travis and Taylor are friends. They came on the show to tell us about their experiences, deciding to pursue a master's and a PhD. One of them chose one, one of them chose the other, and they talk about why. So that's a great episode too, if you're, mm -hmm. if that's the, the, the thing you're thinking about. 
So also digging a little deeper, uh, I guess I'm going towards uh, our origins as well as other interviews that we've had during this podcast, uh, mm -hmm. during the season, uh, industry and alumni. So getting a lot of perspectives on people who've been through the program, but have gone into industry. I just, I guess, really love the idea that uh, Ali and Grace originally started up with this in season one. And that was also part of the reason why I joined on is just loved talking to all these people with different experiences, different passions, and learning how they navigated their career. But all everyone had origins in this BME uh, type education, right? So I just thought it was really cool uh, to learn all about those. Um, I guess I can't point out every episode because there are a lot. But if you yeah. are interested <laughs> in specific either pharma or med device or textiles or some other things. Um, I agree. There's a lot. And I think we were heavy on like job titles in season one, and we did more of a mix in season two, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And I think we still had a lot of very industry relevant topics. Um, the one I really loved, like the one that's near and dear to my heart, because it just, it also like was so reflective of what we were going through on the time. Mm -hmm. We were like, what do we do an episode on for this next one? And it was like so clear because we were both going through job changes and like mm -hmm. the stress, but also the excitement and um you know why we decided to shift and what went into our decision making i don't know about you but i was like tortured over making that decision it took forever for me to like really feel sure so mm -hmm. um if if that's something you'd like like to know about um i guess it's not like super related to like bme but you know we we think like bmes and we made we had job changes so i don't know if you want to hear about how we navigated that i thought our episode on job changes was really good yeah, I also really like that. Um, yeah. I, I guess I love um, new opportunities. And I was in a very exciting time, same with Ali. So we were, we were having some conversations like, what are important factors to consider? And what about like mid or long term trajectories? And what would we want to get? And those almost like planning thoughts were very, um, very entertaining to me. And I guess actually looking back, that makes sense because now I'm a project manager and I love planning. So I guess yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say another episode that I really liked, uh, the Lean Six Sigma episode with Kevin Grayson. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, it was really good to bring him back on. He was one of our instructors in, in NC State uh, and he was telling us about the Lean Six Sigma and, and get us a, our certification, but was really grateful for him on board and, and for him to share that knowledge as well. Yeah. Oh, that, that class like did a lot for me. I've just used different tool, like lean tools in so many mm -hmm. different ways. And like reconnecting with him was great. He also like cleared up some things that I think I misunderstood when I was in the class. So that was great too. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And of course, Colleen, um, Colleen and Preston, both the academic industry advisors at the, the program were from, from our like awesome people and have connected us with so many of our guests and we got to have Colleen on in episode 17 and man the sample size she has just advising in job seeking BMEs um year in and year out in a program of like what do we have usually like 150 160 students mm, yeah um, just kind of seeing them all go through and the different things they struggle with and questions they have in job searching she gave a really cool summary of just you know how she feels about like what BME struggle with, what their strengths are and, and what they can do to, to give themselves a leg up um, to what the, the companies in the industry are looking for. I love Yeah. Story. And that episode's uh, near and dear to my heart because uh, I, I made sure to thank her for all the help that she gave me personally. Like she's really the one who um, gave me the inspiration to go network and then also to 
uh, write out my resumes in a certain way or like do the learn the things that you don't learn in class right these are like very applicable to job hunting and and what's out there and so i kind of took it as like real real world lessons and i was just i've always been thankful to her for all of her uh, teachings and i i advise anyone who listens to go talk to her and she's really great she'll she's really willing to help out yeah, if you go uh, on LinkedIn, you may find a recommendation I wrote for Colleen way back. And I basically said in my recommendation, thank God for Colleen. She's the reason I got my first job. So mm -hmm. yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, you'll um, find mine there as well. I uh, oh, put did one you? in. <laughs> yeah, kind, kind of close to that episode. I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that too. Oh, that's great. Okay, so we kind of just mentioned that season one, there were a lot more like role types and stuff. We did work in a lot of those episodes types in season two as well. Uh, my favorite thing about that, I mean, it's cool to learn about the roles for sure. But I think deep down, the thing I love learning about even more is the companies. Like you mm. get a real feel for what it's like and like what the tech is. And, you know, you don't have to kind of go out of your way searching for that information because you're having a conversation. So it just, I don't know, comes to life a little bit more. Right. Two companies I really enjoyed learning about were Humasite and Carolina Bio-Oncology Institute. So mm. Humasite was our episode with Lucy Herrero, and then Carolina Bio-Oncology Institute was our episode with Ali Story. Um, I followed those two companies on LinkedIn immediately and have just been like cheering on their success mm. um, ever since. So um, I just love learning about the companies and it's taught me just so much about the industry it's been very useful in my day job too, in marketing to kind of understand the landscape, who's in it and like how big they are and what their key products are. Um, just to innately know that is really great too. Yeah, for sure. Those, those episodes are always a, a joy to be in. You're, you're never really sure. Cause that's not like the company or the role that you're in. Right. But, right. but the questions are similar and you get to learn more about them and the, and the company and it's, those are always good. Yeah, the personal connection helps like it become more real and, mm -hmm. and then it sticks. But uh, okay, so we're wrapping season two. There's been two seasons. This will be our 50th episode of the show. And I think there's also a lot, a lot of like lessons that have been learned from hosting a podcast. Um, mm -hmm. You joining definitely marked like a pivotal point where, you know, it was the end of season one, start of season two. Mm -hmm. A lot had been learned. We wanted to make some changes in terms of like, audio quality and like some of our like graphic design and like just kind of like structure of the show and way we think about asking questions differently. So there's just a lot to learn. I'm going to start with my, my challenges first and then maybe talk about some of the things like I've loved about it. Um, some of my challenges are, um, I hear myself talk a lot through the process of this show. <laughs> Editing, um, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it starts out with like, what are we going to talk about today? So you and I, you know, we draft a couple things that we'd like to like touch on and then we, you know, free talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then we actually have the conversation and then um, the editing, the recording. And then once it's all edited, you listen to it again to make sure nothing's wrong, like the final proof. And then you post it and like, you know, a couple months later, you end up revisiting it just to like see how cohesion is between the episodes. And then mm -hmm. you add in more episodes. You hear yourself talk a lot. If you don't mind that though, you know, I've definitely gotten over the uh, how my voice sounds on recording thing. It doesn't make me cringe anymore. I've had to mm. pursue that to, to get over it. Um, 
I've also learned I'm not really much of a social media person. I think I knew that in my private life, but I also mm. don't think I enjoy the promotion of the show as much as I do like creating the show and connecting with our audience. So that's been a challenge with hosting a show because you do need to promote it. Um, and that's been a very real thing because uh, I, I did actually know upfront I was not a social media person. Yeah. And so I was struggling and I was like, oh, she's having to do all of this promotion on herself and by herself. And I didn't know how to help because it was just not a strong suit of mine. And I know between the two of us, the promotion and and all the stuff after the fact of creating content itself uh, was challenging. Yeah. But, you know, I learned like I mm. learned how to like how some of the different algorithms on the platforms work for the different types of content we made. I learned how to like make these mini videos and add captions. So I like definitely like, skilled up and enjoyed that. But once I like learned the skill, I was like, I don't want to keep repeating this like i don't yeah. get the same joy out of it yeah. like i think it's awesome and i really respect the people that like do that full time because it is so difficult and there's so much more that goes into it than people think um but yeah i, I think that wasn't like uh my mountain i enjoyed climbing i i much more enjoyed like the conversations and stuff so to talk about the the things i loved i loved talking and reconnecting with people and just talking to new people um, it's cool to use the podcast to connect with people that may, you know, normally be really busy, but you're like, Hey, I have a show. Will you come on and like mm -hmm. spread your wisdom? And they're like, yeah. So I don't know. I love that. I think all our guests probably would talk to us <laughs> any day anyways, but right, it's a nice right. way to, to leverage something to, to talk to somebody you really want to talk to, right. um, and share that with others. And I loved learning about the industry and kind of understanding my past a little bit better. Um, and hopefully some of the listeners kind of coming along for the way are learning something about their present. Yeah. And, and for me, um, I really did enjoy that part as well. So getting to reconnect, uh, like you said, and getting to meet all these new people, uh, it really helped to build the confidence in myself uh, from that uncertainty I had in undergrad, right? Like I was one of those people who really told myself I was going to switch into mechanical engineering every single year. Like sophomore year, all the way to graduation, I was like, I am going to be a mechanical engineer, but I never switched out. And it was just, you know, the <laughs> uncertainty came from uh, not knowing what I was going to, not knowing how I was going to get into uh, the industry and do exactly what I wanted. But, you know, that just comes from being an undergraduate, I think. Uh, so really through talking to everyone and uh, learning more about the companies and roles. And then also, I guess, myself going through the career myself and industry myself. Um, I just gained a lot of that confidence. And I was really attempting, I guess, like my mark on this podcast to show that story and to try to convince the listeners to you guys out there, like, hey, like, don't worry, you're not alone in it. And uh, everyone's uncertain, but that's very natural. And there's a great way out of this. There's a great uh, career ahead for you and uh, BME is is not bad like don't switch out of it or if you want to like you know make sure that's really what you want to do like I never actually did right um, as far as things that were challenging for me uh, in my project management we learn or we we like to keep in mind that there's three things right it's scope time and resources and you can't have all three you have to sacrifice one <laughs> pick pick two yeah exactly right <laughs> And uh, for me, like scope of work or like the content that we wanted to do, it was always like a priority. And we put a lot of time into strategic conversations and where we wanted to take this. So that was really not a not, uh, negotiable, right? Mm -hmm. But then you come to resource and time. And 
I would I would say that like I didn't have the resource to continue right uh, with this. So having a full time job and then also uh, either going through job changes or moving or you know trying to build out my personal life, I didn't have the resource to put into the strategic planning or put in more into uh, building this out. And so then we only had two options. It's kind of like it's going to take longer and longer for each episode to happen, or we kind of delay or we just don't get that content out for that scope of work that we were trying to do. So I think that was a challenge for me trying to juggle those three. And yeah, it's hard. It's like, it can be another job after a job. And it's not always like the lightest subjects we're talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty, te They can be, continue to be pretty technically dense after you've had like a technically or just generally dense day at work. So um, that's definitely a challenge. Um, but I, I think all in all, like I've learned so much. I've I was, I've been thinking a lot about like, what would I know about this industry if, if this had never happened? Like if mm -hmm. Grace and I had never done season one and you and I had never done season two, like what would I understand? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, so grateful for all there is to be learned from this. And I hope that um, other folks are, are getting all of that out of it as well. And on that note, um, I think there is so much more work to be done here. I think there could also be like three or four breakout shows that like concurrently exist with this show that focus specifically on early careers in all of those industries because mm -hmm. we're talk we talked on like pharma, biotech, med device. There's also like other things that can happen. Like there's other sub segments of the industry that I don't even think of like med medical technology that I don't even right. think we touched on mm -hmm. um, that I think could happen. And I think if there were like also like shows that were early career shows industry focused they could lead to even richer conversations um so you know grace in the first one had more of the um biotech pharma background and i had a med device background and we were able to tackle a couple more shows you and i are really involved in med device so we got we were very excited about those <laughs> shows and maybe like didn't have the total background for the others and i think mm -hmm. you know this is a good overview if you're really getting an overview and there's definitely room for more shows that hyper focus on early careers in specific industries um, and ask more specific questions there and and hold that specific interest there. So um, there's so much work to be done. If this sounds like something that's right up your alley, um, we'd be happy to give you tips because this is a community effort mm -hmm. and uh, we really believe in that and everyone just builds on top of each other to help us all know more about what we want to do in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my feelings on podcasting. It's been great. Yeah. I'm really thankful. Um, so thank you, Brian, for a great season two. I'm really proud of this and I'm really proud of us. So yeah, thank you for all that you've put into it. No, no, thank, thank you for bringing me on and for, <laughs> for really all the support. It's, it's just been really great. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you brought me on to this and, and that we've built a better relationship through this as well. Right. Like. We, we knew each other in college, but uh, now we kind of built this uh, relationship post-college in like a, we'll say a career sense. So yeah, um, really, really grateful. Yeah. You, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going on, but you brought so much to the show and like you changed our strategy completely, like for the better, like the show really ramped up with you joining. So that's, that, I'm going to stop thanking you there. Um, thank you for listening in all the listeners. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode and for following along all through season two, as always, you can find more information on us, li listening platforms and links to all our social at the BME grad podcast.com. And if you are one of those few people that wants to start that, uh, next, next podcast on the topic, please reach out. Thanks.